You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. This is the offseason, so of course, this is the time for lists. Oh, man. <laughs> Everybody got a list. Everybody got a list, and the latest being Athlon. Uh, they basically recently uh, released their list of QB rooms. So it's not just starting QBs, but obviously the the entire room, whoever's a backup, so on and so forth. They released that list, and it's interesting to see where Auburn fell on that list. But I want us to kind of go through and talk about this list in great detail for our show, just just to give us some some great content. Uh, the the list is as follows. Uh, Mike G, you do a great job with this uh, drum roll that you do. Uh, do you? Do, would you like to do us the honors, guys? I'm, I'm insecure about it because of Brian. See, Brian criticized my drum roll. Wait, hold um, on. His that's the first time his criticism made you insecure about something. <laughs> he always criticizes you. Yeah, but the drum roll was something I had worked on. Y'all earned the drum roll. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even gonna say nothing. I ain't gonna say nothing. That was good, Mike. That was good. Thanks, thanks Brian. I appreciate your efforts. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's uh, not without... sarcastic at all. <laughs> <laughs> right, none, none detected. Uh, without further ado, here's a list, and and we can start start from the bottom up, shall we? Uh, of course, we have Vandy. Don't know who those guys are. Uh, Missouri. You got Brady Cook, Tyler Macon, and coming in at twelve is Auburn with TJ Finley, uh, Zach Calzada, and Robbie Ashford. And the assumption made in uh, their releases that they are expecting TJ Finley, who has the most experience in Auburn's offense, to kind of be the guy going into the fall. Uh, next is LSU. Uh, interesting spot for them uh, with Miles Brennan, uh, Jaden Daniels, who is the, I believe, the Arizona State transfer, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, who was a big recruit uh, about a year ago there. Uh, coming in at 10 is actually Texas A&M uh, mm-hmm. with Haynes King and the transfer from LSU, Max Johnson, Connor Wegman. And I guess that's, that is a big, big time recruit. They got uh, Connor, Connor recently. So mm-hmm. coming at number nine is Ole Miss with Jackson Dart, who actually, the competition at Ole Miss is a, a little bit more stiff than they thought. They expected mm-hmm. Jackson Dart to come in and be the guy, but apparently not, that hasn't happened yet. So Ole Miss is at nine. Florida is at eight with uh, Anthony Richardson and Jack Miller. Number seven is at Kentucky. That's Will Levis. Uh, I don't, they didn't really mention anyone behind him. More on that later. Mm-hmm. Number six is Georgia with Stetson Bennett. Bennett Carson Beck, Brock Vandergriff, and Gunnar Stockton. You remember that name from about a year ago when we were recruiting him. Uh, number five, uh, South Carolina with Spencer Rattler. More on that. 
Number four, Mississippi State with Will Rogers. Number three with Arkansas, KJ Jefferson and Malik Hornsby. Number two, Tennessee with Hendon Hooker. And number one, Bryce Young with Alabama. And another Jalen there. Uh, let me start with you, Mike G. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of surprise as to the top two. Top one, especially, given given the production from last year. My reaction to this is if you are a program who's basically returning your starting quarterback who was productive last year, they were pretty kind to you. Yeah. Right. Reasonably so. Um, if your QB room was in flux, you could have landed anywhere starting from seven on back. Right. Right. Um, nice. But all right, what's the surprise to me, because you were pretty high on Will Rogers with Mississippi State, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure you still are. Are you surprised that he landed at, at four? Will Rogers is the second best quarterback in his league. Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. Will Rogers is the second best quarterback in this league. The Will Rogers disrespect is unfathomable. I, I cannot believe they put Will Rogers behind KJ Jefferson and Hendon Hooker, uh, especially KJ Jefferson. Now, I like Hendon Hooker. I think he has a lot of potential. But mm-hmm. if this were my list, Will Rogers is at number two. And I'm sorry, the Stetson Bennett. Even though he's mid, <laughs> the Stetson Bennett disrespect is a little too much for me. Uh, uh, the dude just won a national title. He literally just won a national title. I think I would I would have him up around three or four. I, I just don't know how you like you're. I mean, he's actually accomplished something in college football. <laughs> he is actually, and and you just you put him behind a dude who just left his program for South Carolina. Let me, let, me, let me say that again. Spencer Rattler left a program that produces Heisman-winning quarterbacks for South Carolina, and you put him in front of Stetson Bennett. Now, I'm not saying Stetson Bennett is like the best thing that's ever happened, uh, but I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I think he did the job. He did the job. He won a national title. He was as consistent as they needed him to be, and he gave his receivers chances to make plays. I think it's really disrespectful for to put him at number six. Uh, Will Levis, I might put him a little higher on this list. I mean, after after the quarterbacks I just named, it's 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 kind of like a toss up from five to nine or whatever. Uh, Jackson Dart transferred from USC, I believe. Uh, it's just a lot of I don't knows on this list after. Five or six, right? Like you know, I'm with you. See, yeah. when you get to when you get to the middle of the bottom of the list, man, uh, flip a coin about how these guys are going to do. Uh, Haynes King, Max Johnson, Connor Wegman. I, I I don't think Max Johnson was a bad quarterback. No. Uh, High left, floor, low ceiling. Right? Yeah, just it just about the same as everybody else here. 
high floor, low ceiling, just like B said. So, like, um, we have said repeatedly on this show, uh, for a lot of players, improving is about raising your floor. Because you made it to this level. If you want to start a job, the coaches see your potential in what you could be in terms of, you know, what your max potential is. But uh, how bad can it get when it starts going bad is the difference between uh, one through four and everybody else. So I feel like our quarterback room is going to surprise some people. Now, we seemingly didn't get credit for returning two guys who started at their schools last year. We have two guys on this list that started at their schools last year. And I get any doubt you may have based on how the season finished for TJ Finley. Uh, you know, I, I hope that uh, improvement manifests on the, on the field, but I think Zach Calzada is, is, is being a little disrespected here for what he accomplished at A&M last year, because he had a lot of wide receiver drops and his line was terrible in pass pro. Yeah. They were all time bad. They had a pressure. They were allowing pressure on 37% of their dropbacks last year on Zach Calzada. 37%. That was the only person who had just about as much pressure than Zach Calzada had last year was Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. That's it. Those, I mean, those are the two worst teams in pass pro last year. So the Zach Calzada disrespect here, I, I, I don't know. I, I think we could have hopped up a couple spots on this list. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know how you put A&M's quarterback room in front of ours with mm. Jackson Dart and, and Haynes King, who really haven't done anything. They Wait, done Jackson anything. Dart's not at A&M. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Oh, Miss. Uh, Ole Miss. oh he's Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Haynes uh, King, Haynes, Max Haynes King, and Max Johnson. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it's a push between us and them. I just feel like maybe we could have been a couple spots higher. Either way, listen, if you have a quarterback in the bottom half of this list, that's not good. Your quarterback room needs to be in the top third of the league if you expect to compete, I think. Now, show me an example of a team that competed for a division or SEC title that had um, a quarter, QB ranked in the bottom two-thirds of the league. I'm not sure that that is what it is. I, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. So that's why I think Stetson Bennett at six doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think he's, I think he's two spots at least higher than where they put him. Mm. B, uh, you're making you're making uh, noises over there. Uh, <laughs> let, let's just let's just let's just give your your assessment of what you see here, man. Just what jumps out at you first and foremost. Just I go. think for, first things first. Will Rogers should be number two. I'm in agreement with Mike there because he's the only guy who was just throwing two kind of dudes. But it, as we've heard from not only. Chris Todd, but seeing some some broken analysis of it elsewhere, Mike Leach's system isn't a bunch of explanations and, and this deep playbook. It's kind of a feel it and go. And it takes time to master it, which is why Will, Will Rogers wasn't great in year one, but he was awesome in year two. He is working with the least of every guy on here outside of maybe Missouri and Vanderbilt. So um, it's really hard to look and see how in the heck do you have Will Rogers? Um, now, they it does say QB rooms. So if you're going to tell me that, okay, there's nobody, we don't know who's by Will Rogers. We don't know who's behind him. Right. I right. agree that 
they Mississippi State has the lowest chance of having a quality starter behind a, a quality backup behind their starter. That that is correct. I would agree with that. I would say if this is a combination of the starter and the backup, or the starter and the potential backup, then maybe that's why you knock them down to four. But if we're doing that, then I still say you have to have Hendon Hooker lower than Will Rogers because he wasn't as productive or efficient as Will Rogers, and we don't have an idea of who his backup is. So why is he higher than Will Rogers? That's that's the first little bit of disrespect. Spencer Rattler. <laughs> I I have some some wonderies. It's, it's, um, it's, it's go time, B. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, <laughs> huh, you know, when you get to be under the wing of Lincoln Riley, who's regarded as the college QB whisperer, who has produced, whether he recruited them out of high school or he got them from another school, three Heisman finalists, two Heisman winners, and he's made it to the college football playoff, I think at least three times now, because he went with Jalen Hurts, he went with Baker Mayfield, and he also went with Kyler Murray. If you get there and you get to start for an entire year, you come back year two, in that entire year you were underwhelming, which was the 2020 season for Spencer Rattler. He was the assumed starter. Jalen Hurts had left. He had departed. That was his redshirt freshman year for Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma. It was 2020. He had been there for a year. So it's not like, oh, let's throw him out there and this is all brand new for you. No. He was there at Oklahoma having been in the system under the dude for a minute. And his results were middling at best. Came in year two and a true freshman who had not been there before. Let, let's, let's back up. You have been there for a year, redshirting, preparation under what's considered the best QB coach in the country and a all-world leader in Jalen Hurts. So if there was anything to be gained X's and O's wise and personality wise and maturity wise, you've got the guy who's coaching all the best QBs and one of the greatest singular personalities and leaders we may have seen in the last, I'll give him 10 years. Jalen Hurts was a, a very steadying dude. I think we can all agree of, of all the Bama fans, of, excuse me, Bama players we hated, Jalen Hurts was not one of the ones we hated. Yeah, he um, wasn't. You can no. appreciate who he was and what he did on the field. Is, were there some gaps in his game? Sure, but you didn't hold any of that against him. He's a good dude. So you've been in the system for a year, on the field for a year, and your third year on campus, you get supplanted by a true freshman because you were turning the ball over and throwing INTs? So, so to add context, in the Red River rivalry game, he got mm-hmm. benched for the second straight year. Mm-hmm. Turning over the ball, and Caleb Williams, which is why he he became this hot name, led the largest comeback in that rivalry's history, and led Oklahoma to win in the game you got benched in. Yeah, and he lost his job. Yeah, mm. continue B. All right. So, for some reason. And maybe this is similar to what goes on in the NBA when guys have quote-unquote measurables, but they don't have the game or they don't have the on-field production to justify uh, them being highly regarded. Case in point, J.D. Davison. If I look at Scottie Pippen Jr., what he did at Vanderbilt, what he's doing on the court now in Summer League, and I look at J.D. Davison, I don't know how Scottie Pippen Jr. goes undrafted, but J.D. Davison gets drafted. In a similar fashion, I'm looking at Spencer Rattler saying, all right, you had all this promise, hype coming out of high school, high ratings, you were there for a year, you played for a year, and then you got outplayed by a dude who 
had just put the posters up on his wall of his dorm. What is it about this dude that we think is so good or that they think is so good? The, the masses, we know, he started for Oklahoma. That didn't work out well. Lincoln Riley wants the best talent. He's going to go get the best talent. If he's willing to put you on the bench, that means you're not the best talent. And he was very willing to put this dude on the bench. I don't know what makes him so highly regarded by everybody else. Oh, if you look at his measurables and his numbers, he was in the best possible situation for a quarterback, not just in who was coaching him, but in their offensive line and protection and in the wide receivers. We've, we lamented all last season how we had a lot of trouble with drops and, and poor chemistry and inexperience at wide receiver, and we saw it bite us in the butt. He didn't have those excuses at Oklahoma. Everything wow. that, that contributes to a quarterback being good, not just himself, but everything around him, his protection, uh, a run game to help him out, wide receivers making catches to, to help the quarterback out. You had all that, dude, and you were still a bum. Who thinks this dude is good? And yeah. based on what? If I take numbers from one dude based on poor protection and 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 poor wide receiver play, and he's outplayed Spencer Rattler, then why is Spencer Rattler so high? I, I don't understand this. I, I don't understand this rating for that guy, especially as the lone person on the list for that room. So again, if we're going to say, hey, the room is number five in the SEC, you're telling me this is just based on Spencer Rattler's play? How? Yeah. What have y'all seen? Do, does South Carolina have the offensive line uh, to protect him as well as Oklahoma did? Probably not. Do they have the wide receiver core to help him as much as Oklahoma's did? Probably not. But somehow, you, you think enough of him to put him above a guy who just won a national championship? What? Who, who writes this stuff at Athlon? We got we to gotta write some complaint letters, man. We got to start. Um, um, so to, to, B's, to bolster B's point, he had, you know, obviously he was splitting time with Caleb Williams, uh, but he had 219 dropbacks last year. Mm-hmm. He, he was kept clean on 76.3% of his dropbacks. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, we would have taken it. Uh, so he was only <laughs> under pressure, <laughs> 23.7 dropbacks. Uh, and his receivers only dropped five passes. Wow. Uh, now, <laughs> now, mind you, again, he split time. That's not a so full season of that's passes. That's not a full season of right. passes. But okay, even, fair enough. But if, even if you doubled that, that's only some people 10 say, drops some on people the season. Say, some people say we tripled that in a game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, that's only 10 drops on the season. Legend so even it. if you doubled that, right? Like, um, but uh, he, you know, and where his numbers did look good was when kept clean, he was 75.8%. Even under pressure, he was still 63.6%. Um, uh, and he had essentially a 11 touchdown to five interception ratio in those games played. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I just want to put that that play in perspective. <sighs> he definitely had the receivers and he had the pass pro. So, um, he didn't have those excuses for, for why he got benched at all. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together.
any more thoughts, B? Before I, before I, um, before I get Ike in here and get his thoughts on this, put the list back up one more time for me. For you, B, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that that was that that sticks in my craw probably more than Will Rogers being four. So I would still have Stetson Bennett above Spencer Rattler, of course, but I'm still not. I'm not on quite on the train with Mike to say, hey, Stetson Bennett won the national championship, so he's obviously got this value because uh, Jacob Coker won the national championship. He was still a, a bum. So um, there was a lot there going on in Georgia. You can't just overlook the fact that they had the best defense of all time and say, well, the QB won it. Um, but, but B, can I say this? Yeah. You have to argue, though, that even with Stetson Bennett being the guy, the QB at Georgia, that has to be a better QB room than South Carolina. Right? Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, and, well, it's based off of expectation because, of course, we haven't seen any of those other guys play. Sure. Sure. Right. But you can, I, I mean, it's a safe assumption that that's a, the talent in that room is is arguably better than South Carolina. Hey, hey listen, sure. to, sure. on, on 320 dropbacks, Stetson Bennett had 29 touchdowns and seven interceptions. I'm um, not saying he didn't yeah. do the job, but how much of that gets so easy when you're up big or when your run game is bruising people and the other team is, is third quarter and they that's can't fight fault. back? That's not his fault. It's not his fault, but the production within the context of the game it has to be looked at as well. The same way you get people that throw for a bunch of yards, whether in the pros or in college, but they're always coming back. Like Phil Rivers has this, uh, Philip Rivers had this this reputation that he's going to get it done f- for you in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but he's always behind in the fourth quarter. So he's going to get the ball down s- six points with two minutes left. But how many INTs did you throw to make sure you were going to be down for the last drive of the game? That has something to do with it, and that's just that's just a snapshot of Phil Rivers and the type of game he played. But for him, I'm not taking anything away from Stetson Bennett. I think he proved that the moment wasn't too big when he had to make the throws he could make them. But you give how many Q- QBs could you give the type of leeway he had to as far as their defense and their run game, and they put up some phenomenal numbers as well. I don't know what Stetson Bennett's true value is as an individual in any system or on, on any team. Um, but I do think the experience and him rising to the occasion is is valuable. I still don't know if I have him. Well, he's above Spencer Rattler. That's all, that's really all I know. That's uh, that's that's championship winning returning experience though. So we're ranking these rooms. I'm ranking Stetson Bennett over guys who have not done what he did last year. That's, that's all true. I'm saying. So that's like true. I would. I'm not saying he deserves to be in the top two, but right. I definitely would move him in front of Spencer Rattler. And, um, you know, I think Will Rogers and K.J. Jefferson. Right. I, I would even argue even Hendon Hooker. I think Stetson Bennett should be three on this list, personally. But I, I, couldn't, I couldn't really disagree with you. I couldn't really disagree with you. Now, the, the only other, I want to say beef, Will Levis is, I think he's good for Kentucky. Right. I think people are looking at Will Levis and projecting too far forward because they may see, um, what's the guy's name up in, he plays the pro quarterback for Buffalo. Josh Allen. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. I, I think they're projecting Josh Allen, as pe- a lot of people do. They project whoever the physical um, similarity is for a guy and assume he's that guy. But I don't think Will Levis is that guy. His downfield passing was not good. It is not good. And quietly, Kentucky had one of the most productive run games in the country. Will Levis's value was in his mobility more than his ability to pass consistently. And I think that he, there's not quite as much value in Will Levis as a quarterback as people may think, even though Kentucky flashed. They definitely flashed. He was an upgrade off of what they, they usually have. Levis' biggest issue, B, um, and I definitely want to get Ike's thoughts on here. Uh, 
his biggest issue is why he was very productive in terms of pass yards. He was 66% pass completion. He threw 13 interceptions last year. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, sure. he turned it he, over. He was, he was a fact, turnover machine. They, they were a chronic turnover offense all year long, Kentucky was. So, I'm, again, I'm not saying he's not good. He's good for Kentucky. This Anthony Richardson, Jack Miller at number eight, I— Yeah, that was, that's crazy. I, I think that Emory Jones was so bad that Anthony Richardson was like, the, you know, the, the backup quarterback is everybody's favorite player. And it's not that he didn't do good things when he was in there. I don't think he was everything people thought. In their minds, he was rescuing some games and, and put together some very productive drives, but— I think we all know to be the backup guy saving the day is one thing, but to be the guy day in and day out in every game when everybody's keying in on you is something different. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm saying that he's a question mark just as much as the guy behind him, Jack Miller, is. I don't, right. I don't think they only, know much about him, really. Uh, only 63 only sixty three attempts. Right. Yeah. That's it. I don't, I don't know yeah. why they're not further down on this list. <laughs> they, had a much wor- they had a worse season than we did. Finley had better numbers than 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 this guy. So a Calzada, <laughs> look, I mean, I know it's you know, I think under the circumstances, you could argue Calzada had a much better seat. You know, he did. I don't yeah. understand that. I think they, you know, they could easily be down at twelve. So this is a lot of hope right here right. that they're projecting. They're right. projecting some kind of bias. Whoever, I mean, the Florida grad might have put this list together because I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you're looking at that yeah. and and saying this dude over Zach Calzada. Oh, with a sample size of 63 pass attempts. Yeah. Ike, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts, man, on this list? <sighs> okay. Do we need to see do we need to see Ike and make him yeah. the only guy on the screen? I, I feel, yeah, I feel some smoke. It's not, it's not smoke. It's just... <laughs> so, remind me before I begin... What was ready. this list supposed to be? Quarterback rooms. Quarterback, quarterback what? Rooms. rooms. Quarterback room. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who's the backup quarterback for Tennessee? No clue. <laughs> Joe Milton. Joe Milton. Oh, he was awful. Awful. He was so terrible. He, he lost. Because he started. He started. Is he still there? He started the year. He is, yeah. And he lost who, the job to Hannah Hooker. Who is the backup quarterback for Kentucky? Nobody knows. Okay, continue. (laughs) Who is the backup quarterback for Spencer Rattler? Crickets. Doty. Doty. Trash. Yeah. Who's the backup quarterback for Bryce Young? Um, actually, I was reading about him last night. This kid they're talking about is supposed to be really good. Jaden. 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 Milrow. Milrow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, How how many? How many games of collegiate football has Jaden played? As many as I have. Uh, Yeah, I've played just as many collegiate football games as he has. Um, Who's the backup quarterback for Stetson Bennett? JT Daniels left. So it would be um, uh, Gunner Gunner Stockton. How many many collegiate football games has he played? Zero. Uh, do 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 I need to keep doing this? No. Nah. Oh, I, think we I mean, it. I'm having fun. We can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's the backup quarterback for KJ Jefferson? So, I, okay, he got in the game a few times last year. They were like, oh, here's the next level. He he played in some garbage time. Mm, he had some, right. like, drives, but I, don't, I still don't remember his name. So, again, if this is quarterback room, I don't see how this rating makes any sense whatsoever. Right. Let's just... 
play a hypothetical here. If you're saying projected starters and you're ranking them in this order, the list makes a little more sense. I still think it's a little out of order, but it, it doesn't it doesn't make a ton of sense, right? Uh. Um, but even if you were going to do that, right, let's just say you're giving points to each person on a scale from 1 to 10, right? Mm-hmm. And then you took the average of that and then you put it on the room. Put my graphic back up here again. Gotcha. You're telling me a list with a bunch of guys who haven't played any significant snaps. Now, garbage time snaps, I'm not taking into account. Any significant snaps puts them so far above. Let's just say Zach Calzada was at Texas A&M on this list. Do you think that they would still be at number 10? Mm, They would probably move them up higher. I'm I'm assuming. I'm assuming they would move them up higher. uh, so explain to me how Jackson Dart, who has played zero games in the SEC, is a projected better starter in the SEC than Zach Calzada could potentially be. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I, explain I, I, to me how Spencer Rattler, who has played zero games in the SEC, is a projected better starter than Zach Calzada is. Who is Brady Cook? I know he's below him on the list, but who is this guy? <laughs> Jaden Daniels has played no games in the SEC. Haynes King has played half a game in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anthony Richardson can't Literally. stay healthy. Right. Yeah. Hendon mm-hmm. Hooker doesn't have a backup quarterback worth a damn. Anthony Richardson, by the way, Ike was a turnover machine as well when he was yep. healthy. Yep. I just uh-huh. so the list makes no sense if you're going to say QB room. Because my point would be if for whatever reason your starter goes down, you have to have a quality backup. You can't tell me with even a half an, an inkling of surety that any of these guys on this list, list have a quality backup. Name, name the quality backup on this screen right now. Name them. And I guarantee you that list begins and ends with Auburn. Right. Okay, so here's my thing. Here's my thing about these lists, to Ike's point. Um, if we're talking QB rooms... Alabama maybe Texas A and M. Yeah, maybe Texas A and M. Alabama is getting a again. They're getting like a. It's like a program bias. You win a lot, so we assume your backup is going to be good, even though he took seven snaps. They're last year. They're, they're getting the mm-hmm. Oklahoma treatment. Yeah, he got some. He got into some garbage time last year, so he had seven pass attempts and three completions, and. Uh, uh, Bryce Young is obviously you got a Heisman in there, so he's carrying that ranking. But if we're talking QB rooms, uh, it's still unproven. So this this is just this is biased toward team success, and, and and that's why I think when you get a guy like Spencer Rattler who comes in from a program like Oklahoma, who has a history of putting together, you know, putting out decent QBs, he gets juiced unfairly. Because of the reputation that Oklahoma has had with quarterbacks. Right. But to 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 the B's point about Rattler, listen, with all his I mean, he's pretty regular with all the all the tools. Pass protection, receivers, run game, and playing in a weaker conference, a much weaker conference. Because if I'm telling you, it ain't gonna be like listen, you think he's gonna get 73 or uh or whatever crazy um kept clean percentage he, he got in the SEC. Well, good luck with that. He's going to be running. And I don't care how much progress they made. You are still at South Carolina, buddy. 
Good luck. You don't because you're not going to have five star receivers catching balls for you there. He's going to have to make people better. You could argue that he did not even do that at Oklahoma. <laughs> now you're at South Carolina, and you're telling me that he's going to make these two star recruits much better than they are right now. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't. I I would like completely on this. Can we throw the list back up one more time? Um. I know we're showing this a lot. I, I think maybe you could argue between Miles Brennan and Jaden Daniels, there's a lot of starting experience there at LSU. Yeah. Jaden Daniels. Like I said, if we're talking rooms, now right. again, if we're talking QB rooms, the rooms that I'm looking at here, Texas A&M has a decent QB room. Mm-hmm. Um, if you believe Haynes King is truly better than Zach Calzada because he won the starting position, but there's nothing on the field to validate that. Right. But fine. Max Johnson's got a lot of starting experience. Miles Brennan showed what he could do in sam- in a limited sample size at LSU already. Jaden Daniels was decent at Arizona State. But outside of that, you're you're hoping Jaden Milrow is what you saw in a spring game in a couple of snaps last year at Alabama. Malik Hornsby is as talented as his high school tape shows. Who else? That's it. There's nobody else that's shown anything on the field. You have to put Auburn in the top five rooms in the SEC based upon what you know these people can do and the potential that they have. Because if you're telling me Zach Calzada is this low, you can't put Anthony Richardson that high. You can't put Will Levis that high because both of them were turnover machines in their duty at where they were in their previous schools or previous uh, stints at their current school. You can't do it. Will Levis would give the ball to the other team just as equally as he could throw a touchdown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Anthony Richardson can't stay healthy and will throw a bunch of turnovers. It just doesn't make a ton of sense. And as much as people, even in the Auburn community, hate TJ Finley, he wasn't turning the ball over a bunch. Yeah. Um, I have his numbers here. Uh, 827 pass yards, six touchdowns, and one interception. So, again, I'm not saying that TJ Finley is a world beater. Three Three games. Three games. Okay. I'm not saying he's a world beater. I'm saying that at least he's not giving the ball to the other team every two throws. Right. Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand it being a QB room rating. If you're rating who you have the projected starter to be and you're, you're rating in this order, I can make an argument, okay, I still think Auburn may be a little low on the list, but, but we could easily one be through four 10 spots is ridiculous. Higher. Yeah, we could easily be four spots higher on this list if you ask me. Right. Just, based, just based on the 329 pass attempts that Zach Calzada had last year. Behind one of the worst lines in our league. We would definitely be higher because a lot of it is just unknown. And that, and that's kind of the biggest takeaway. If you don't know what we really have or what the school's room really has, you're going to just – that's a negative as far as right. they're concerned. Because if Bo came back, best believe we're at least eight. At so that, that's eight. an interesting point. If <clears throat> Bo Nix is on this list, you have Bo Nix, TJ Finley, and probably don't have Zach Calzada and Robbie Ashford on this list. So you right. have Bo Nix, TJ Finley, and then you'd have the freshman in there on this list, right? right? We'd probably be in the top five on that list with Bo Nix just because, oh, he's a senior, and like you'd get all this credit for his experience mm-hmm. and you know how he looked before the injury last season. He's at least Anthony Richardson good, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Right. He's at least Will Levis good. 
Yeah, if Bo's on this list, you have you you because he performed about five to seven ish. That that's where his results said. Yeah, Bo Nix was about a five to seven QB. He was in the top half of the league, uh, the the lower top half of the league. So you but, would have but, to jump us up. But, but I just don't. Why this list falls apart completely is is it it fails on both ends. If you're going to give credit to the totality of the room, terrible. If you're going to give credit to just a starter on the room, still terrible. terrible. Yeah, still terrible. I just don't get how KJ Jefferson's the third best quarterback in this league. Yeah. You're kidding me. Right. Yeah. You're These, kidding me. Even at potential, you're kidding me. KJ Jefferson's the third best quarterback in the SEC. He's not right. better than Will Rogers. He's not. You can't put him ab- above Stetson Bennett. You just and can't. I, right. well, but he has a Cam Newton like body. Because <laughs> apparently that's all you have to do is you have to look like somebody else who. I'm good. telling you, that's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, let me say this though. I mean, oh, because Anthony Richardson can do a, a back handspring. He's oh, look how uh, athletic he. What the what the heck does that have to do with throwing a football? Yeah, listen, I'll tell you this. Um, a shout out to our guy, uh, my guy, uh, Big Game Boomer on Twitter. He puts together a lot of lists. I know. Um, uh, he puts together a list about restaurants. Uh, you know, what's the best bathroom on the 85 headed to Atlanta? Uh, <laughs> Boober puts together a list about everything. And a good, I think a good list can be debated, but the extremes aren't so, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but, but it won't be like widely panned. People will be like, oh, I believe he should be like a spot higher. Or, you know, you argue minutia. Right. But you're not like, what? This doesn't make any sense at all. Um, there was a guy on Twitter that put a list together of top 50 basketball coaches in college basketball, and Bruce Pearl wasn't on his list. And I, t- I took him to task. I was like, bro, just stop. Like, there are easier ways to get attention. Uh, this is terrible. You just, you know, and his argument was, I, I feel like all he's really good at is recruiting. Well, he's putting out draft picks every year, so if that's the only thing he's good at, He's pretty damn good at it. <laughs> you could argue whether Bruce Pearl is maybe like just inside or outside the top 10 in college basketball coaches. Mm-hmm. We're not sitting here having an argument about whether he's in the top 50. Give me a break. Right. That's clickbait, right? Mm-hmm. And this list, again, it's, 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 it's so these lists feel like somebody's on their iPhone in their notes app jotting down shower thoughts without doing any research. <laughs> we pulled up all the numbers there. I'm just, I'm looking at, I want, it, kind of going back to Auburn, I'm just looking at what Calzada did just on the strength of what Calzada did last year. Mm-hmm. Now, I know TJ Finley, um, you know, had, you know, in terms of wins and losses, had a rough end to the season. Um, he played the Bama game, mo- uh, uh, the, the second half of the Bama game hurt. And, um, you know, he led a comeback last season. And by the numbers, I think, that those two, just on the experience that they had, I mean, again, we have a quarterback. You're 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 rating quarterbacks in front of Calzada that have like a, a garbage time sample size. Right. They literally only played in garbage time. So how does Anthony Richardson? And it's not like I mean, name a great quarterback that's come out of Florida since Tebow. Name one. Name one good quarterback that's come out of Florida since Tebow. Cam Newton. I was, I was <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We thank you, Florida. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Right. I mean, so 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 just like I was right saying, there. Spencer Rattler gets the kind of the Oklahoma boost. 
What is right. Anthony Richardson getting? Because they haven't even been producing good quarterbacks. It's it's the contrast. The contrast to, again. Emory Jones was so well. The, the what was the QB? What was the QB? Oh, I'm sorry, Kyle, Kyle Trask. Kyle, Kyle Trask, Trask was yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, okay, he was. So, he was. Yeah, so yeah. like one and since Cam Newton. Right. I actually like Kyle Trask a lot. I thought he was a G. But <laughs> yeah, other than that, it's not a lot. It's not like they have some long history of putting out good quarterbacks. And you just fired your coach. So I, I don't. I, the cow's out of disrespect is real. I, you know, I see these guys. I mean, this is a homer take, obviously, but I see the the work that these guys are putting in the offseason. I just don't think you can look at this. And, and you know what I love about this? And, and Ike, will, Ike and I will be there next week for SEC media days. Every year, the SEC media votes on who's going to win the conference and where they're going to finish. And um, everybody will take the easy way out to the top and put Bama at the top of their list. Bama and Georgia, right? So that's going to be one and two to make the SEC championship game, and then they'll pick their winner. But after that, they regularly get it wrong. Regularly. Because I saw another list from Sports Illustrated that projected us at four and eight. Oh, yeah. Four and eight. That means you think we're going to win. No, we're going to go over forever in the SEC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at four and eight. Come on, man. Do your job. Do your job. Uh, they, they, they could think that we beat Penn State and then we win one SEC game. I guess that's possible. Yeah, I, I guess. But, like, I don't like, come on, four and eight? <laughs> What I is guess, what? no? I guess we beat Missouri. I get. Uh, I don't know. Right, that's what I'm saying. Probably we beat. Missouri okay, fair enough. And we then beat Missouri. Well, we, and they, they got us losing the, the Penn State, winning our yeah, first two cupcakes. Losing the Penn State and beating Missouri. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what that prediction says. Yeah. yeah, give me a break, man. Like, just be better at your job. If you're gonna put a list together, our whole conference last year, like our whole division, made a bowl game last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, hear me out. 13 out of 14 teams in the SEC qualified for bowl games last year. We're not going 4-8. and eight. So what I want to do is I want us to have a special show. I don't know what we're going to call it. It could be a smoke show. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's do something at the end of the season where we, ta- we definitely take a compilation and just go down the list of the predictions for Auburn. Mm. And just look at how, and let's just see how correct or what I believe to be how incorrect these predictions are. So that sounds, that sounds like a version of B Will's bums. Oh yeah, <laughs> it could be a special edition. Oh yeah, yeah, special edition with, with all of us bums. on there. Yeah, 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 I like yeah, that. I like that. Yeah.